you guys know it's approaching almost a decade now since Jim and I really started this action of initiation in Interlight Ministries. And it's been quite a ride so far. <laughs> Good and bad for all that. You know, one of the things that I've learned over the years, and I guess unfortunate to my own expectations and fantasy, moving into this action of service that we're doing here, I had all my belief systems and expectations or things I was hoping or wishing it would be. And believe me, it ain't that. It ain't it. And I say that because, you know, we all have our fantasies or expectations or whatever that it is that we run inside of ourselves, what it is or what it means or how our lives are going to be or change because now we're, in a sense, pursuing God, that we're looking to God to wake up to really know the greater truth of who we are spiritually. And as we let go of the physical, what that can do for us. It's funny because a lot of us will look to God really for spiritual healing or to bring us easier life or greater financial abundance or whatever it may be, relationships, work, career, whatever it is, service, hobbies, any area of life. And we all have to some degree or another, I haven't met anybody who doesn't, and I'm including myself here, that has not had some type of fanciful or uh, fantasy idea that things are going to be easy. And what can I say, heaven on earth, as we say? I had that to a degree moving into, especially waking up and knowing myself as one with God, knowing that in truth. I thought it was going to really change a lot. And physically, you know, kind of like float, uh, walking on air and being able to do all kinds of special things. Been a far cry from that physically, I'll tell you what. Now spiritually, that's a different story. And that's been a lot of my experience these last 10 years here or so of really coming to a greater understanding of really about the spiritual journey as compared to or how we may perceive our physical journey. And that's often where the biggest challenge is for most of us because just that we're here incarnate in a body, naturally we're going to give more of our attention and focus to this physical level. It's inherent with it. As much as we may try to meditate, as much as we may beg and ask and pray to God, as much as we do whatever, there's still that greater focus and attention that is given to the physical. And that's a challenge. And that challenge does not go away as long as we have the body. I'm saying that both from a place of depression and joy. <laughs> Believe me, I have my miseries to this day. The difference is I know a greater truth with that and what that's about than what I used to have. That's the difference. It's not that a lot of these challenges in the physical level go away because a lot of them don't. Some of them do, or as I like to say, even though a lot of them don't go away, that I have found that things start to smooth out. And what do I mean by that? Well, I found out that as I really practice living this action of loving and acceptance and forgiveness, that I find my life generally just gets a little easier, a little bit smoother, a little more gentle, rather than so challenging and so caught up in things. 
And that's one of the biggest things I found while I'm here physically is really that level of attachment. I always used to call it, I had this edge. I could always feel this edge inside of me, like energetically with things in the world, inside of me with how whatever that was in the world. That's how I often described it. Not realizing it's often just those attachments, those things inside of me running my own inner process with what was going on in my physical life. And so I had to start looking at that and realizing and, and start to face my own fantasies that I thought, oh, my God, I thought when I wake up and really know my greater oneness with God that I wouldn't have that anymore. Those things would be gone. You know, liberation, just like we talk about here, to be a liberated soul, you know, karma done, karma free. I'm liberated. But yet here I am still in this physical world, no matter how profound or great the inner experience has been, there's still also this experience here in the physical world. And I've had my bouts of depression in the past dealing with that, looking at that because of how I thought or wanted it to be different than the way it actually is. That's a big one. That's where a lot of our challenges are inside of ourselves is because in some way, shape, or form inside of us, whether consciously or unconsciously, we have wanted things to be a certain way and they haven't been. And so what do we do? We fight and struggle and try to change that rather than accepting things the way they are. Is that clear? That's been my greatest challenge and struggle. Because I'll tell you what, when I'm out on this physical level and I am having experience in the spiritual realms, boy, is it a different story and a different experience. And that's why I've often found myself disappointed coming back into this physical level because gravity's a bitch. <laughs> but, you know, I've said over the years, I think gravity's like karma or karma's like gravity. It just pulls you down. And that's the challenge. It's like trying to swim upstream, trying to overcome gravity. And that's a lot of the struggle we have and feel. Even in meditation, we go inside to rise up. Well, there's the rising up. Because what do we have to do? Come in and up to the seat of the soul. To rise up. Just to hear in the physical. Because our attention has been down and out. Not only just in our body and physical consciousness, but out into the world. But then even when we start to pull it in now, close our eyes to the world and start to focus inside, then we've got to now come up through all these different levels inside of us. From the physical to the imagination, the emotions, the mind, the unconscious, and into the soul here at the seat of the soul. That's a heck of a journey. That's what most of the world is doing is just that journey. A lot of the philosophies and things in the world often are just dealing with getting to here. As Jim has shared in the past, you know, the Lord's Prayer, as above, so below, heaven on earth. Well, that's the part of the Lord's Prayer. Heaven on earth is just getting up to here, the seat of the soul, waking up to the spirit of who we are, right here on earth, the physical body, heaven on earth. It's not bringing God into the world and changing the world. So this is a spiritual kingdom. That's what most of us try to do, though. 
It's what got Jesus into trouble, right? Not even to his doing necessarily, but those around him who are trying to make heaven on earth by bringing it into the world, thinking, oh, this spiritual being can truly change and bring heaven on earth. But it's true, we can have heaven on earth, but it is not in the way that we would wish or hope or think it is. And that's the struggle of humanity. It's just not that way. And I dare say it never will be. And if we find ourselves in a place of trying to make it so, you're just going to have a hard, hard time. And that's what a lot of the world is doing. And we don't even have to look around. You see it and hear it everywhere nowadays. You can't get away from it. That's why it's so important to take the time to just let go of the world. Take the time to go within. Take the time to close our eyes, plug our ears, and focus upwards, inwards, upwards towards spirit. Heck, even if all you do is get to the seat of the soul and start to see the inner light or feel a sensation on your head, you've done a lot of the work. That's not easy just getting to that place. Because all the things internally we need to move through, all those fantasies and expectations I was talking about and challenges, because we've got to move through our own belief systems and emotional reactions just to get to the seat of the soul within ourselves. That's a lot of work right there. That's why we spend so much time talking more about that about taking responsibility for our thoughts and our feelings, actions and reactions, and loving and accepting and forgiving. That's why we spend so much time. That's dealing all with this inner kingdom. And then, when we get enough freedom just in our own inner kingdom, can then we, the soul, begin to look up in a greater way and begin that greater journey home to God through the spiritual realms beyond this physical level. That's the greater journey we are truly doing here in ILM. But we also know that journey just to get to the starting point, it's often said that's 90% of the challenge. And then the other 10%, it's a lot easier. Because why? Because each of us as a divine child of God has come into this physical body to have experience. As I said, gravity's a bitch, right? Because that gravity or karma or experiences that we are to have to learn and grow from are going to hold us in this consciousness so that we can have the experience. And that's why we spend a lot of time talking about how can we handle the experiences we have here in this world but are we really even talking about that when here Jim and I share about that? Or are we really talking about how can we handle ourselves in the experiences we're having within ourselves as we walk through this world? If you just heard what I just said now, that can make a big difference in your experience of life. That's the first big step is to start looking within of how you are experiencing the world rather than looking out to what you're experiencing in the world. That one big step to go inside 
can make a huge, pun intended, world of difference. Huge. Many of you have experienced that. Wonderful experiences of freedom. Your lives have changed in many ways. Sometimes a major transformation is completely different. Just from that step. Let alone anything beyond this physical consciousness. That's the first big step. And it is a big one. And it is often the most challenging one. Once you can take that step and get inside, that's usually a lot easier because then all you're dealing with is yourself. Not everything else, not everybody else. But then you have a new challenge. You can't blame anybody else now for your problems. And so what do we often do? We often blame and judge ourselves for our problems. Oh my God, it is all my fault. I created it all, didn't I? And so then we get really down on ourselves. Man, I really effed up. Oh my God, did I just censor myself? Wow, miracles do happen. And that's the next challenge right there, is to begin now working with our own self-judgments, our own self-worth, our own self-perceptions. All these things, self-esteem, self-confidence, self, self, self. Yep, it's all about me. Remember that joke? That's the next big step. It's another ladder. Well, now you've come inside. Now you've got that ladder in your own inner kingdom of just yourself to begin to climb. That's often the references through history, about climbing the inner mountain. Climbing the inner mountain. That's our own self-journey. Often it's been taught as a journey of self-realization. Not even I'm not talking about soul-realization yet, just self-realization. To wake up and know oneself. To thine own self be true. Know thyself. That's not even the soul yet. Well, who is this self? Who am I? I know you've heard us in here talk about, well, who am I? And we talk about the child of God. But guess what? Waking up and knowing the truth of who you are as a child of God, there is also this journey of self-realization of coming to know who you are in the world. You can't bypass it. It's just, you cannot. Because the soul is here to have that journey. The soul came out of the realm of the spirit to come down the mountain. And now all we're doing here on this path to sun and light is beginning to walk back up that mountain that we came down. But there are steps along the way of climbing back up that mountain. And this inner journey cannot be avoided, neglected, denied. And any time we try to, we think, okay, I am going to just meditate now. So sometimes what do we do? We'll try to meditate so we can avoid all the inner kingdom and that journey. Well, gosh, they talk about flying and things like that. So maybe if I meditate, I can just fly right on by all my inner kingdom and that journey up the mountain. I wish it were that easy. But, you know, sometimes you've got to walk up that inner mountain, get to the very top, and then you fly because there's no more walking to do. You've got to now go beyond the mountain. That's really the greater journey of meditation. But we need to handle it all. 
But believe me, a lot of you who have done a lot of that work and are continuing to do it because that part doesn't stop. Like I said, for me, I found it smooths out, but there's still more to do. But we have to address it in some way, shape, or form just to get to the top of the mountain so we can begin to fly. Because what? Oh, I made it. I'm on the top of the mountain. Yes, I've won. Well, did you look up beyond the top of the mountain? Holy shit. Look at that. There's a lot of sky between me and the sun. That's right. You thought that inner mountain climb to the top of the highest mountain in this world was something. There's a whole lot more miles between the top of that mountain and the sun. That's the greater journey of meditation. And I'll get to that in a minute. But for now, we need to really give that attention and focus to what we often call simply self-love. To really wake up and know your oneness with God, well, you've got to first come to the place of really knowing yourself, the soul in a greater way, as that child of God. And that is only done through loving. Self-loving. Loving of thyself. That's the real inner journey anyway. The walking up the mountain is done through loving. It's not done through hard work. That's what the world's about. By the sweat of our brow. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That's the hard work of the world. But the spiritual journey is completely different. It's all about loving. But you have to start with self. Truly, when we talk about loving God and bringing our attention to the seat of the soul, that's the action of loving of yourself. You, the soul. That's where we're focusing. We are so focusing into ourselves, the soul. That is the loving of God in expression. Did you know that's what the soul is? The soul is God's loving expression. That is God's loving expression. You, we, us, we are all that loving expression of God. We have to start with ourselves, and then it expands. So all these other things that stand between us and just that self-loving right here are all those thoughts and feelings, actions and reactions, all the fantasies and challenges like I was talking about earlier, our own reactions and attachments. Did you know that journey, even though it's hard and challenging and all the things we all go through and talk about here, is really that process of coming into loving of yourself? When we talk about taking responsibility for your thoughts and feelings, did you know that that's an action of loving of yourself? When you talk about LAF, loving acceptance forgiveness, did you know that that's all about an action of loving yourself? To get through all those things we talk about, your thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions? Did you know that LAF is the way and part of taking responsibility? They're not two separate things. They all work together. Even the meditation is part of that. That's the door opener to the greater self-loving. 
And then the taking responsibility and the ALAF are how we can begin to now put that loving we open to in meditation into practice and truly live it fully because that's how and what we need to do in order to journey up that inner mountain to get to that crest, that peak. So please take the time. Take the time. Look at your thoughts, your feelings. Learn from them. Don't avoid them. Don't struggle with them. As soon as you go into reaction, like I said, mine, I always call that an edge. That feeling I had, I knew, okay, that edge I'm feeling, that's where I am up against something inside of myself that is blocking me from my greater awareness and knowing of myself. But it's also saying, oh, there's a part of me that I have not brought the loving into. I'd like to start to love that part of me. And so, we just start to love it. Now here's a challenge. A lot of us when we hear take responsibility and karma's unlearned lessons, so let me learn the lesson, right? Well then we go in and try to figure it out and control it, thinking if we can change it, we'll get it done. Karma will be done, lesson will be learned. And then we find ourselves in absolute agony because we think we got to get this done, learn the lesson, and change it in order to get free or in order to truly love ourselves. We have to earn it, do the work. I said, that's the way of the world. Doing the work, earning it. This is a journey of loving. Always, always come back to the loving because that's all this is about. All the rest is just details of how to, in a sense, move that loving into and through all of your consciousness. That's what all these talks are about. So anytime you find yourself in that struggle or caught up, just start loving. Just start loving. I love myself. I love the struggle. Really? Oh, you go, I don't want to affirm that. I don't want to affirm that I love the struggle. It's not an affirmation. If you judge it that way, what do you think you're doing? You're focusing on a struggle. When you say, I love, you're focused on the loving. I love the struggle. I love myself. I love God. Get it? It's all the loving. And that's it. Take another step back, another big step. It's this simple. But we really have to look inside of ourselves at what we are really doing within ourselves to have this work for us or not. And that's where we all get stuck because we think we're doing it, but really we're doing something else. Well, I'm saying it, I'm doing the loving, how come it's not shifting? Why aren't I having the greater experience of the divine? Because saying it doesn't do it. Do it. We have to begin to really look at our inner attitudes how we work with things, what we're really doing with it all. Just another step back. So I'm not done yet. 
All of us have pain. It's part of this world, the pain and the agony. But a lot of the times we try to avoid it. But that doesn't stop it. Start taking the time and get true to yourself. Get honest with yourself. Look at your pain. Don't avoid it anymore. Look at it. Simply by you being willing to look at it begins to open the door to let the loving in. That's what transforms it. It's when, because what do most of us do when we're in pain? We tighten up, right? Go into protection, so make the pain stop. So I tighten up and push it away or do whatever, shut the door to it. It's just a form of protection. It's just automatic. It's inherent in the animal nature. We do it automatically, habitually, unconsciously. We all do. So what we want to do is start paying attention when we do that. Because as soon as we do, we begin to disengage that automatic reactive response, taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings, actions and reactions. Disengage it. Just by giving our attention, you'll begin to relax. Do you ever notice when we go into meditation, as soon as you focus up here at the seat of the soul, do you ever notice automatically you just start to relax? Have you been aware of that? Every time we do this meditation like this, as soon as I say, now bring your attention inwards and upwards, when I do it, right away I feel just this peace and relaxation just move right on through my body every time. Every time, just like that, just because I focus up here on loving. Just that, well, what do you call that? Well, some people call it the relaxation response. Yeah, 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 I know, that's the response that happens, but well, what triggered that response of relaxation? Where I put my attention, what I focused on. Because when I focus on the spirit of loving, what happens? It brings peace, balance, calm, alignment, joy, freedom, acceptance, creativity, loving, sharing. Automatically, it's all part of it. That's a big part of this. Just keep bringing the attention back the seat of the soul where loving resides and you'll begin to find that action of loving or self-loving now moving in through all these other parts that have been habitually in reaction and closed off or closed down. And once you start to see how that works inside of yourself, then you can take more and more conscious participation and direct that into the parts of you where you are aware You've been locked up, closed down, shut off. And just begin to love those areas. Because once you know what the loving does by bringing that peace, that healing, that freedom, well, then you start to see how you can participate with it so that it can greater or better serve you. 
So a lot of this, in a sense, could be called self-healing. But I don't look at it that way. I look at healing, relaxation, or whatever is all just nice fringe benefits of what comes with loving. It's all loving of self. And believe me, there's no struggle or battle there. There's no good against evil and overcoming all the bad. Right? Good overcoming the evil. All these cool movies and shows and everything. Always feel-good movies. Yeah, man, a good one. We killed, triumphed, conquered the evil. Well, that sounds really loving and peaceful. Thousand years of peace, death to all the evil. Well, isn't that a lot of what's going on? Stop and look at these things. I'm not saying to judge the world. I'm saying be aware of how things are and then focus on where you want to be, what you want to experience. Because this is what we need to do and this is how we take responsibility to liberate ourselves. The spiritual teacher gives us the keys, the direction, the support. They don't do the work for you. That's another fantasy I had. I thought, oh, they would do the work for me. It'd be easy then. I'll get initiated, get those names of God, then things will be easy. Holy crap. I think easy, things were probably easier before that. Not really, though. I just wasn't aware of it before. Have you guys found that, those of you who gotten initiated? Sometimes you think all hell breaks loose because now you got to, what? Because with initiation, guess what comes? Taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings, actions and reactions. And we go, oh my God, it's work. Holy crap, all this stuff going on. What? I thought my life was supposed to be easier and better. It is. <laughs> you just weren't aware of all the other stuff before. That's really the truth of it. You just weren't aware of it. Well, part of spiritually awakening is becoming aware of all this stuff, climbing the inner mountain, self-realization, coming to know who you are and all these other realms and levels. That's all the frickin' work. And it ain't fun, a lot of it. And some of it is a lot of fun. But believe me, the part of the pain and agony that we feel and walk through is a lot of our avoidance or unwillingness to participate, to look at and learn from the experience. That's why I'm really talking about this and going over it today. Because that's what a lot of us do. I know I do. I do that to this day. But just like anything, I get so tired of it all. I'm just like, God, I don't have energy for anything, so I guess I'm going to have to just sit here and look at it because that's all there is right now. That's right. To work with what is rather than what we want to be. To work with what is. And it's funny because when we really get to that part is when we're getting closer to the core. Look at how we've shared in here on this journey. Spiritually, it's always been referred to, just like even Moses, when God spoke to him, he said, who shall I tell them sent you? Me. 
I am that I am, or translated in Hebrew, that which is. But we just think, oh, that's God up there in the heavens. We don't think about that which is right here in my life experience right now, the way it is, that which is, here's my experience. My experience is right now. What do we do with that? We judge it. We try to make it different. We think something's wrong. We try to change it because we want to be with that which is God, not realizing the way we move into that which is God is moving into that which is God in our experience right now. Does that make sense? You have an easy time staying with me today with all this? You're dozing off, passing out, having a hard time. Oh my God, he's so boring today. I know none of us want to deal with our stuff. But I'll tell you what, it's worth it. Because when you do, that's when you start to now fly beyond the top of the mountain. And that's really the greater journey and freedom that we're here to do. Those of you that are really drawn towards the path to sun and light and choosing initiation, that's where you're at. That's what your soul's longing for. That's what your soul's ready for. Otherwise, you would not even have an interest, a curiosity, or anything because you're ready to finish this journey here to fly beyond the mountain now. Everybody else is still trying to climb the tallest mountain in the world or get to the bottom of the oceans. Still all the world. Some pretty amazing things in this world and just within our own inner worlds. But when you're drawn in this direction, you're ready now to really go beyond. As I say, the sky's the limit, right? Well, we're going to go beyond even that. Because what's after the sun? You fly through the sky into the sun? What, you just burn up in the sun? Oh my God, I've merged and become one with the sun. Oh, son of a, of what? Son of what? Did you know that this physical sun and this physical world, universe, looks just like the sun or the inner light, the soul? It's a wonderful reflection, this world. Easy as a, Everybody knows, go towards the light. Go towards the light. Everybody knows that. But what happens then when you go into the light? Believe it or not, there's some part of us, the animal nature part, that also has a fear to go into the light because it knows that sun's hot and I'll fry if I go into that sun. Ooh, flame, that's hot. That burns. Well, that's part of the illusion here. The way Kale or Lucifer set it up, that's part of the fear, the illusion that that's not good. Well, we say this world's a very poor reflection of the heavenly worlds. It's important to understand that. So you want to go towards that brightest light 
even if there's a part inside that is fearful of losing itself? That's a question a lot of people have. They go, oh my God, what happens when I really merge into the greater oneness with God? Do I lose myself? Do I know myself anymore? That's part of this animal nature here that is in separation, is fearful of losing its identity. It's actually an attachment. That's the attachment that the animal nature has on the soul, not the soul on the animal nature. But we've just simply gotten so caught up in the animal nature, we believe that's who we are rather than the soul. And so that's climbing that inner mountain is overcoming the animal nature, which includes the mind, the emotions, the imagination, as well as the body. To really come to know that greater sun, that inner sun, that inner light, the soul that we are. That's why a lot of the times it's called overcoming our fears. Overcoming our fears. And that's what it takes to move into that greater awakening of the soul and to move into that sun. And as we do that, then through this action of meditation, through the sacred name, that word of God, that path, that current, that life stream of sound and light, then does the soul then now move beyond the physical consciousness and now begins the greater journey, that flying into the sky and beyond. That's the greater journey that we're really doing here. It's just a heck of a process getting to that point that we can do that greater journey. But those sacred names given in initiation are the very power, the will, the loving of God that does now bring the soul into the greater spiritual kingdom. We need a mechanism to travel, to fly, to move. Because how do you get... Yeah, maybe on your own legs you got up to the top of the mountain. You don't have wings though, do you? To fly beyond that. Well, those wings are the grace of God that come in that sacred name. That is the very mechanism, if you will, by which it gives the soul flight. So that now a greater journey into the divine can really unfold. But even that is a journey as long as the soul is still in these realms of time and space. Just like the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body here within our own inner kingdom here in just their own little consciousness. But yet we have such a big physical universe and all the experiences we can move around here, such as it is now moving through these other worlds. The astral world, the causal world, the mental world, the etheric world, still in this universe of time and space. But it is different. A lot of it looks the same, but it is different in how it functions and how we experience But that's why we need that sacred name as that mechanism 
that power that gives us the ability to do that greater journey. What did I say earlier? This world is about the sweat of your own brow by your work and labor. But it's not that way spiritually. So with that sacred name is that grace of God that is just simply the movement of loving that now carries the soul back home into the spiritual realms from which it came. It is not by our work and labor that that place takes place. Our work and labor is taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings, actions and reactions, practicing, doing, loving, accepting, forgiving, working through all of our own inner kingdom, learning the lessons there. That's ours to do. And as we do that, then we allow ourselves to now be able to partake in greater ways of that spiritual food that is that sacred name. It's called the, the nam, or the nectar, the milk and honey. All the different names given to that spiritual food, that is that sacred name of initiation. The food of the gods. Soul food. <laughs> but then that's not the work. That's the funny thing, because in meditation, when we are truly partaking in that sacred name or nam, when we're chanting and loving God, that's not work. But sometimes, I think maybe over the years, we've maybe associated it that way because we've been trying to get through all of our stuff. You even hear us in here, Jim and I say, doing the inner work. And so it would be easy to associate doing the inner work with chanting those sacred names. That's not what Jim and I mean when we say doing the inner work. When we say doing the inner work, we're talking about LAF and taking responsibility to climb the inner mountain. When we talk about initiation and meditation and the sacred name, we're talking about now doing the loving, loving God and allowing God to love you. That's not the inner work. That's just the loving. The wonderful thing is, and this is a big important thing to understand here, when you do that first and foremost, as we've often heard Jim say, God first and God only, when we do the loving first and foremost, the meditation, the initiation, the names, focusing on God, when we do that, well, guess what? We open now and experience more loving, and then that loving can now begin to come in so that we can work with it. That's the inner work. So that we can work with that loving now to bring it into our consciousness and into our life. And that's the greater self-loving. That's the loving of self that comes into our consciousness to help us climb the inner mountain. To come to know thyself. 
to learn the lessons, to fulfill the karmas. Is this making a little more sense, I hope? I know it's nothing new I'm talking about. I hope I'm explaining it enough that maybe it makes it a little more clear and understandable of how this works and how we can work it so we get the benefit. Because that's what it's all about. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that why we're doing this? Isn't that why we come to these events or listen to the talks, the CDs and all? Maybe this is a wake-up call. Or maybe to give a lot of you a chance to sleep. It is a wake-up call. You know, it's, it's easy to get depressed in this world. But it's no fun. But if you start to love the depression, there's the inner work. Love the depression. Love doing the work. It's learning how to give this loving life or expression. But do know, we the soul have to move into the loving in order to bring it into expression. That's why the meditation is always first and foremost. Because without that, there is nothing. There's nothing. I don't care how much LAF you do, I don't care how much taking responsibility you do, without the loving, there's nothing. There's just more of the world. So, this is a call to really bring forward that action of meditation. If we've been slacking, if we've been letting it slide, if we've been doing 1% of the day instead of 10% of the day, maybe it's time to take another look at what we're doing. And there's no right or wrong in this. This is not anything to do with right and wrong or I should be or shouldn't be doing. We all have our journey and experiences to have. And it's good to take a look. And that's all I'm saying here. Maybe it's good to really take a look of what we really are doing with meditation anymore. Are we really doing it? Do we just go through the motions? Do we really give it the time? Because it really is everything. Isn't that the joke? What's the answer to every question? Meditate. Maybe it's not really a joke. Maybe that really is the answer to every single question. What's the secret of the universe? Meditation. Who am I? Meditate. And you'll find out. Part of the taking responsibility is to wake up and know who you truly are as a divine child of God and then live it. That's the part where I began is now the living of it. It smooths life out. It doesn't take away the problems. It gives you opportunity to live the loving now in the fullness. And that is what the soul is here to do, to truly become a co-creator with God and fully express itself, made in the likeness of God, that creative action of loving.
You want a fulfilling life? You want to know what your creativity is? You want to know what loving is? That's what this is about. The meditation is the pathway, the journey that will fulfill all of it. So start doing it. Get it done. It will answer and fulfill everything you're looking for, and it will solve all your problems. Maybe not instantly, but it does over time. There's nothing else in this world that does. Not any book, not any person, not any therapy. Nothing will do it. But we're still going to go do all that to have the experience. Don't avoid anything, but just realize the greater truth. And really give your focus and devotion to loving God in the meditation, and you'll start to find out that truth for yourself. You know, I have the dates here. I don't want to be here either. That's been part of my disappointment. I know who I am. I know my oneness with God. I have merged fully into the heart of God and know it. And I did not want to come back here. Because I know the pain of it. But God asked me to come back here and do the initiations to be of service, to really help, support, and show the way for those of you who want to do this. I like to joke around and have fun because it makes my life a little easier and more enjoyable while I'm here because it fucking sucks here. And that's the way I have a little more joy. I can't even tell you guys sometimes the pain and how much we still want for you guys to get your freedom and really go home to God. And that's what this is about. Sometimes it seems like a wonderful social function with the potlucks. And that is wonderful. But that's not what this is about. It's not about having a better physical life and things are perfect here because that ain't going to happen. And as sooner we let go of the fantasy, things are going to be great here, believe me, the easier life will get because you won't be so attached to making it happen. And then it gets easier. And then all of a sudden you start waking up and knowing the greater truth of who you are with God. And you go, oh my God, that's a lot easier doing it this way. A lot more fun. So as you can see, I still have the tears and pain. I feel it right in my gut. I still go through it all. The thing that sucks even more, I get to go through it with all of you, where before it was more my own. Took me a few years to figure it out. I'm like going, God, Jim, you know, Jim would share, well, you know, sort through your stuff as you're learning. Is this yours or somebody else's? I go, well, who the hell am I anymore? Because everything I experience is everybody else's anymore. But now that I know that and have accepted it, it's a lot easier. (laughs) I'm not joking. You want to talk about victim? I'm the biggest victim in this room, so I don't want to hear any complaints. (laughs) But who wouldn't want to be God's victim? Do your lives. That's simple as that. Do your lives. Don't try to be somebody. Don't try to be... Gemini, don't try to be a psychic anything. Just do your life. That's how you're going to fulfill it and get your freedom. Stop trying to be special. Stop trying to be somebody. 
We are all the same. And that's the game of this world, trying to be somebody, trying to prove yourself, trying to be special and set yourself apart. It doesn't work that way. You just get more caught up in it. And if you haven't noticed, Jim and I don't set ourselves apart or try to be special or different than anybody. That's painful. I tried to do that in the world. The more I walked on this course of spirit, the more ordinary I got, the more real I got, the more human I got. And the only reason I'm up here today sharing like this is because of what God gave me to do. Not because I wanted to or chose to, but because what God gave me to do. And even though sometimes it, I say how it sucks being here in this, I'm also really, really grateful because it is the most joy when Jim and I get to experience each of you really taking the steps and waking up and knowing that greater truth of spirit. That's all I care about anymore. That's it. That's why you'll hear me and see me do what I do no matter what it is. Happy, angry, crying, laughing. I'll do all of it. I allow myself the freedom of that expression now because it's all part of this. I've learned not to hold back and avoid. That's too painful. You think some of these tears may be sadness or pain? Uh-uh. Man, the sadness and pain was years ago. Getting here. This is actually a wonderful expression of loving. But if it moved you, seeing and hearing and how I express this now, that's because that's inside of you as well. And that's exactly the part that I'm talking to here. So today I'm being a little more serious rather than my joking around. The joking around is my favorite part, but man, there's a time we got to get serious and realize what is really going on and why we're doing this and why we're even coming to these ILM events. And if that's not the reason you're coming here, take a look. Why are you coming here? Get honest with yourself. I don't care why you're coming here. What should matter is why you care why you're coming here. What is it you really care about and what you want? That's what matters. But you're hearing very well today, for me, what I care about and why I'm grateful why you're here. Because I know in doing this together, what's really going on. And that's really all that matters, at least to me. But that's up to you to discover what really matters to you. I wish it was as easy just come in here and be in social together. And I love that part. That's why we do this. That's why we have the potlucks and do the other social gatherings because that really helps. It's nice to have those wonderful opportunities to be together in this world, but it does not make up for really the truth of this inner journey. I love getting vulnerable with you guys. It's just... I hope you know, no matter what I sound like, loud or quiet, how much I love you, and that's why I do this. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have to be here, and I know that. I don't share how much I've really experienced and gone through on the inner levels. I know I haven't done a lot of that. You've heard Jim over the years share a lot of his experiences and awarenesses, and I know I've only shared a little bit here and there, but believe me, I know the truth of who I am. I know God directly. 
I talk to God. God talks to me. I know what I'm doing. I know I'm here. And I know what this is about. And that's no joke. And boy, I really have learned to love crying. (laughs) And that's the truth. If anything, I thank you guys for putting up with me and all my stuff over the years. Because I know I've put you through a lot. (laughs) Especially him. (laughs) Thank you. That woke you up, didn't it? 